This is Seymour Library's podcast, where we need to talk about books. Welcome back to Seymour Library's podcast, where we share with you our current reads, what we want to read, news about books, and what's happening at the library. Once again, this recording comes from a virtual meeting. Our show hosts for today, in order of appearance, are Mary, Lee, and Jackie. We hope you enjoy what we've been reading. And now, on to the show. Mary, what did you read this week? <laughs> so I read The Uninvited by Cat Winters. Um, <laughs> I've never read a Cat Winters book, so I had no idea what to expect, but it was... Um, she was an author I discovered through some booktubers that I watch. So booktube, if you don't know, is just book reviewers on YouTube. Um, and sometimes I need to stay away from them because then I end up adding like 5,000 more books to read. <laughs> but I was drawn in because uh, they mentioned that this was historical fiction, but it's also paranormal, supernatural fiction. So I was like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> so the book tells the story of... Ivy Rowan and uh, Ivy is 25 and when the book opens she has been unwell and I can't remember if this is like as soon as she wakes up but very quickly in the book it's revealed through her seeing the spirit of her grandmother in the rocking chair that Ivy can see ghosts (laughs) and usually it's not a good thing usually the ghosts um, kind of signify that something bad is going to happen or somebody else is going to die so she's a little bit unnerved by the fact that she sees her grandmother's spirit there. And then very shortly after that, um, her father and younger brother, Peter, come home. And they're all agitated and they're yelling. And and she's like, what's going on? And it's revealed that her father and brother just went and attacked this shop in their little town. And the reason is this book is set during World War One, and his other brother, Billy, was fighting overseas, and he's died, and the shop owner was German. So the brother and the father attacked and killed the shop owner because he's German. So it's kind wow. of like a revenge thing. Mm-hmm. And also, this is set during the Spanish flu, because both things, World War One and the Spanish flu, were hitting at this really mm-hmm. a terrible time. There's a lot of people dying, and all these tragedies. So, I mean, it's also no wonder that I'm a ghost because it's a bad time. <laughs> There's a lot of people dying. Um, but Ivy is really upset by, well, I mean, who wouldn't be? But she's very upset that her father has just gone and killed this guy. And she just decides she's had enough of the house and the, I mean, her father's a drunk, so she's just tired of it. She's tired of the abuse and everything that happens. So she's going to leave. And she packs up all her things. And I think it's that night her father's asleep and she goes to leave and bumps into her mother. And her mother says, no, it's time. It's time for you to go. You should go. And so she leaves her house. So that's all very fascinating. (laughs) Um, When she makes it into town, it's kind of like, where is she going to go next? Because she's been at her parents' home her whole life and pretty much had the responsibility of watching her brothers who are both younger than her. But now that her one is dead and, you know, I guess the other one is older and he's always kind of taken more after the dad. Maybe she's given it up as a lost cause, but she's like, all right, I'm 25. I'm going to start doing my own stuff. 
and she looks for a room to rent, and she does discover one with a young widow whose husband also died in World War One. So she makes friends. So she also stops by that store where the the German owner was killed, and she finds a young man there who is the brother of the shop owner, and his name is Daniel, and she offers to help clean up, and and it's really kind of sad and also gory because there's still like blood on the ground and. At first he's like, no, he tells her to go away and she, she persists and they end up meeting and talking and she helps him and all this jazz. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And in that way you will form kind of a love story with those two. There's so much going on, um, because he's German and she is American. There's also, you know, this whole push that she shouldn't be talking to him. So there's a friend of the brother that died who couldn't go overseas because his vision's too bad. So he's kind of serving, I don't remember what the, um, the actual position is called, but he sort of monitors the town to make sure everything's okay. And uh, he is keeping an eye on the German brother and he keeps telling Ivy to stay away from him and that he's a spy and you know, wants to force that whole thing. And he's like, I'm going to turn you in. I'm going to turn him in. Stay away from him. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and Ivy's doing her thing. <laughs> she's going out into the town and she's trying to like meet other people. Um, she ends up saving two ambulance workers who gets train track. And uh, she, I don't, I guess puts the truck in gear or whatever. I don't know. It's cars in the 1917 era. Like, I don't know how they work, <laughs> but she gets them to move off the track. And then she ends up helping them to like pick up people who have the flu and try to go to the hospitals with them. And, uh, yeah, she's still seeing the ghosts around town. So she's very worried for Daniel. She's worried for other people in the town. Um, I don't know. This kind of brings in everything. There's like kind of a jazz element too. There's music and stuff going on. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. And I'm just going to tell you that there's a huge twist. Huge mm -hmm. twist. Can't give away. It's a big paranormal twist. But it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a couple of them. There's a couple twists. Um, yeah. So does she interact with the ghosts at all, or does she just kind of see them floating around? Uh, you can't interact too much. I'm trying to remember if she, if her grandmother said anything when she first saw her. I don't think so. But at that point, it was kind of, you, you didn't know what to think either, because, like, she had been unwell. And so you um. don't know. Yeah, you don't know if she was and her ability to, she's just forgotten stuff because she was sick. Mm -hmm. I also won't give away too much because yeah. you do meet like a lot of different people and see a lot of different things that you have to sort of, just know there's ghosts, there's World War One, messed up families, <laughs> possible spies. <laughs> there's the Spanish flu. <laughs> Uh, it had so much and it wasn't like a, an overly long book either. So it was very like easy to read and through, but there was a lot packed into it. 
Um, it was great sort of the addressing of um, both racial issues and then like the whole ethnicity issues because, you know, there's the Germans versus the American people and patriots, you know, and um, the, the jazz club takes in like people of color and how they were perceived at that time and just dealing with like the music history in that aspect. I didn't get to include Ivy wasn't, um, I don't, I don't know if she ever got to be fully a music teacher, but she did study music. She knew piano, so she would take, teach like piano lessons, um, which is what she was going to go do once she got into to town. I don't think she ever actually got to do it, though. But that was going to be her thing. I'm like, did she ever? I don't think she ever ended up teaching anybody. All, I, all you mostly see is her interactions with like Daniel and the ambulance workers and just other people uh, like that. And I'm like, I don't think she ever sat down and taught anybody piano, but that's what she does. <laughs> There's a huge right. like musical um, atmosphere too, which is kind of neat. Talking about like the whole history of jazz and the jazz scene and um, yeah. So was her family like more middle class or like were they? I don't think like, so. I think was they her were background? slightly poorer. Um, okay. Than- to maybe low middle class because I think they were farmers. Um, this is a scene I didn't really touch on because it's it's revealed like in the book. Her father was actually very abusive to her brother Billy, the one that died in the war. Um, oh. And there's a it, he was more like a sensitive, quiet type. He and Ivy used to like share stories and do all that. And her father really didn't like that. Um, so as well as being an alcoholic, he w- would also be abusive when catches them. I think they were like just stories but billy was supposed to be working on their farm and he wasn't doing his job actually he hits him in the head with a shovel and yeah he almost dies and like ivy spent the whole night staying up by billy's side in part because she was worried like she and that would mean that billy was going to die um yeah that was <laughs> that was intense. I was like, I don't yeah. like this dad, and I don't like that scene. It, it was, yeah, that was rough. So it makes sense that her mom is like, yes, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, her dad was a very dark figure, and yeah, I mean, even if you want like vengeance of some kind or justice for it to go as far as murdering somebody else who literally didn't do anything, that's that's rough. <laughs> Yeah. It was good, though. If you like historical fiction and you like a touch of paranormal Mm -hmm. and a little bit of mystery in there with the twists. Yeah, that might be a good because, you know, like you said, during this time of year, you start wanting to read something like a little creepier. Yeah. um, But, you know, for people who will have the overactive imaginations and might want to lean towards softer (laughs) side. I would say this is a good one, even if, um, even if you don't like, like overly spooky because they, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like that kind of creepiness, even when there's like a ghost story, it wasn't like the super creepy element, just there. It's there sort of just helps with the whole identity of, um, history. So they weren't like, you know, creepy ghosts. It was just other people <laughs> that used to be alive and now they're there i mean what they symbolize is a little sad because death but you know it wasn't it wasn't creepy it was just a person mm-hmm. story 
that's how you hope that it would happen if you, yeah. you start seeing growth, but they were just, just there. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it was more of like how you would want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, Lee, what are you reading currently? Well, I um, I actually, I didn't think it was going to be able to finish in time. I just finished last night. I just finished my favorite thing is monsters by Emil Ferris, which is a, a graphic novel. So this book also had many, many things going on, many themes, many touched on a bunch of subjects. Um, so it's this, the artwork in this, let me, it's a graphic novel and the artwork in this book is amazing. Um, it's written on what looks like notebook paper and you can see the lined paper on every page and the holes are in there and the artist very cleverly uses the holes in the notebook paper for many things. But so it's tech, so it's about this 10 year old girl who's growing up in the 1960s in Chicago and, um, Essentially, it's the story of her. They live in um, an apartment building, a smaller apartment building. Her family lives in the basement. She's there's just her mother, her older brother, who's 20 ish. I'm not sure how old he is and her. And um, one of her upstairs neighbors dies violently. So. Uh, the police are saying it was a suicide, but no one else believes that. So this little girl, her name's Karen, investigates. But it's also, there are many themes in the book, like Karen loves pulp horror comics. So you'll see these pulp horror comics throughout the book, but then also she sees herself as a monster. So... <laughs> So anytime she's portrayed in the book, you see like, you know, it's her and there's these little fangs and everything because that's how she sees herself. And there are multiple reasons for that, but um, you can read and find out why she <laughs> thinks she's a monster. But um, so she goes and she investigates, she borrows a, an overcoat and she looks for clues and things. And it's very cute. However, there are some very serious issues in this book. You find out that the woman that died, her name's Anka, was a survivor of the Holocaust. But even before then, she had some horrible things happen to her where um, her mother was single and in order, she got taken in by um, a brothel. So she ended up being a prostitute and then... Um, you know, Anka suffers some abuse and it's that part is quite graphic, but it's also very interesting and you really get to see what's going on in this woman's life and how she came to be and what ghosts are haunting her. So, um, so she, the little girl, Karen explores her past through some interviews that the, that the dead woman did with someone. So she listens to those, but at the same time, Karen is going through all of those things. She's 
discovering who she is, her identity. She's dealing with her family, who her mother has been diagnosed with an illness and is gravely ill. So she's trying to deal with that. Um, and then also it's the 60s. So there's the death of Martin Luther King Jr. And it's also... It, the story also heavily plays with um, socioeconomic classes, like they're kind of a poorer family. So you see kind of like the abuse and how people look down at her at school and all of these things. However, her one true passion is art and drawing. So she shares this passion with her older brother who takes her to the Art Institute of Chicago and they look at these paintings and it's amazing how the artist um, in the book recreates these paintings like with pen and ink on the page. I mean, it's, it's just amazing, but it's also really amazing that, you know, this girl and her brother can get so much, you know, joy and comfort from the artwork. So, I mean, this all kind of comes together. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things happening, but it's really, I was just totally drawn into this. I mean, it's a long book. I mean, especially for a graphic novel, it's over 400 pages. But I mean, I was totally and completely absorbed in this thing. And the only thing is, it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, so, no. I know. So you have to wait for the second volume to come out to know what happens in the rest of the story because you don't find out it doesn't get wrapped up tidily at the end. So, you know, so they're dealing with these different issues and there's some family secret that comes out sort of, <laughs> you know, you know that something happened and like, Oh, what was the real story behind that? But I mean, the totally absorbing book, I mean, just blew me away, you know, with the artwork, especially, it was incredible. But also the storyline was so complex and brought in so many parts, but without being overwhelming, I thought. So this is, I would highly recommend picking this one up. I think it sounds that, really good. Yeah, was it yeah. the Eisner that it won? Yes, it did. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going to say, that has, that has uh, more volumes, right? <laughs> I can't remember if I <laughs> Not the other volumes, but yeah. Yeah, the second one has not been released yet. I believe it's supposed to come out in 2021. Okay. So hopefully it will. I mean, I can't imagine how much time it took to put this one together just because it's so long and it's so detailed, the artwork. So, um, you know, I can't imagine how much time it would take to release a second volume, but I hope it's soon <laughs> because I need to know what happened. I know part of me wants to read it right now. And then a part of me is like, oh, I don't like, yeah, there's a cliffhanger and I can't find out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the tough part. I was like, no, this is not happening. You can't leave it like this. When you said that title, I'm like, okay, another, uh, another paranormal, paranormal story. Yeah. <laughs> it is too because um you know there's the whole monster element but then there's um uh the little girl's mother 
sees things and she gets okay. feelings about things and and um and that kind of passes along a little bit to the other characters in the book as well so there is kind of that that aspect to it interesting yeah <laughs> very unique story yeah i remember i think um it was a couple of years ago i did that interview with uh ed cato where he reviewed yeah. like top 10 graphic novels uh-huh. and I want to say that was on the list and I remember the artwork just being yeah. really cool um uh-huh. but you know I made a note I'm like read this but I have a lot of notes that say read this so. <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely yeah yeah this one's been on my list for a little while and I finally got onto it I yeah that was in that video that that you did yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm have to write another note that says it. <laughs> <laughs> day one the volume two is coming out in 2021 That's and then read one. it like <laughs> yeah right before, right before yeah. the release right uh-huh yeah good idea it's good plan <laughs> so i did not read a paranormal fiction although it was a thriller so i feel like it ties oh, in yeah. a little bit lee um it it was a uh, New York Times bestseller and I believe it was released this year so it's a newer book let's see yep 2020 um so I read The Last Flight by Julie Clark and um I I found it on the New York Times bestseller list I was going through um and like I always say for my family book club um, I was trying to find a pick for my sister because she likes more of the thriller suspense. Um, but then I have to find a good blend that doesn't uh, creep my my grandma or my mom out. You know, like, so just uh, uh, find what everybody will enjoy. Um, and this book was really good. So it, it was intriguing from the start. Um, the, the little, like, blurb is two women, two flights one last chance to disappear and uh yeah I'm like that sounds like a good story right there (laughs) um so there's two characters it starts with um Claire Cook and she is in a relationship with this man who is running for um well he's going to be announcing that he is running for senator I believe and their family is very uh influential um, he's a big name in the in the poli- in politics. Um, his mother did a lot of work, and she was a senator. So he's kind of living in her shadow. Um, but they have this big foundation. Um, they do a lot of uh, charity work, and um, but uh, you, Claire is the her husband's name is Rory. He's abusive, and she's been living in this abusive relationship where everybody turns the other way because of how they want to perceive him. So nobody has helped her, and she's been living. I think I think it's been over ten years, um, just in an abusive cycle. And she tried to get out, but because he has so much power and so much influence, um, she she wasn't able to. Um, so she finally decides that she, she, you know, she needs to get out. Um, she has some connections from her past that are able to um, give her that option to, to leave a fake passport and, uh, you know, a new identity. And she gets everything set up 
And it all hinges on a trip to Detroit where she's going to do a literacy conference. And last minute, her husband decides he's going to go instead. So all of that documentation is being, and that happens right at the beginning of the book, find that out. Um, But he's going to discover that she's been planning this. And so at last minute, she's in a panic. She's scheduled to go um, to a trip to, I believe it was Puerto Rico. And she, she's like, what do I do? She doesn't have any of the money that she had wired. You know, she doesn't have any of the stuff that she had pl- thoroughly planned out how she would disappear. And while she's in the airport, it, it switches to a different perspective. Um, this woman, Ava, overhears her phone conversation and she is trying to disappear herself. Um, so she, she targets Claire And she makes it seem like Claire's idea that they switch plane tickets. So Claire is now going to Oakland, California, um, and Ava is going to Puerto Rico. Well, the plane, the flight to Puerto Rico actually uh, crashes and all the passengers die. And you don't know for certain if Ava got on the plane. Um, So then the book kind of goes back and forth in time. So now you're following Claire in Oakland, kind of living Ava's life and finding out that uh, everything Ava told her was a lie. Um, And then Ava, you go back into the past to what made her want to disappear. Um, And you find out that she was a student at Berkeley and she had grown, grown up in the foster care system and she just never felt like she belonged. She had a, a demeanor, like she shut everybody out. And she meets this uh, football player who shows interest in her um, because she's kind of a chemistry nerd and straight A student. And um, he shows interest in her and it somehow talks her into making drugs like at, on campus. Um, more like I think they describe it as being like um, like an upper like Adderall or like so that it's I like not making I guess you'd say hardcore drugs but she still she she made them for him um and the campus finds out and she gets expelled and then she is contract she is um contacted by this man who's like you can become our chemist from <laughs> this drug organization and so she kind of gets sucked into that life because she doesn't see herself as having any other choice um and then events spiral from that to the point where she she needs to disappear. Um, but it's just, it's very sad because Ava is such, like, she's just a character who had so many hard knocks. And just, you know, if she just did, like, one thing differently or if somebody stood up for her, she would have had a whole different life. Um, and then you have Claire's side as she's discovering all of this and just the whole struggle with identity because now she is uh you know she she's impersonating Ava and she's just struggling with like you know always looking over shoulder and she's worried that her husband Rory will still find her um so the events kind of go from there and um a lot of the whole uh me too movement is in there as well um but it's it was a very interesting read, and it is it's it's a thriller, and everybody enjoyed it in the family book club. We had our our session on Sunday, um, but it was yeah, it was a good read, and um, not yeah, like there were parts that got a little slow, 
um, because it's a lot of, I don't know how do you, like, it's psychological. So they're thinking through a lot of things, the characters. Um, so there are parts of action and then a lot of, uh, you know, discovery and self-reflection. And um, so there are parts where I was like, okay, I want to, I want to know what happened to this person or come on. Let's. Um, so, but overall a, a decent read. And especially if you like thriller, um, yeah. I'd recommend The Last Flight. I might have to try that. I do love thrillers. I can always love, like, straight mysteries. But for some reason, I really love thrillers. (laughs) Yeah, this one, yeah, it keeps you thinking. And, um, yeah, there were a couple things. I, I maybe, like, at one point I did see them developing that way, but they were good twists. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely worth reading um yeah yeah i mean just that premise that the two women switch identities and a plane goes down did the you know Mm. there's a lot a lot of questions that i'm not going to give you the answers to (laughs) (laughs) don't ruin it yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely yeah and the author in the back of the book said um she was answering questions there's like a whole book club section uh-huh. and you know it just it got into her head how would a person disappear and it's a lot harder than you well I guess I would think it would be hard but like the details because you know you have to get all this stuff together and they and they outline that like it's really hard to fake getting on a plane and it's, you know, with all of our new technology and the new um, driver's license, you know, it's hard to, basically they allow that you have to take somebody else's identity. Um, and then just that struggle of, you know, having, leaving everything behind and becoming a new person and that fear of looking over your shoulder and what, you know, what's the best option, you know, what, Yeah how can you live your best life and still have that constant fear? And so it's, it's definitely, definitely a lot going on in that book and I would recommend it. I feel like it'd be harder nowadays too, because we have like cameras everywhere and social yeah. media. Like sometimes you can have pictures taken that you don't even know no. somebody took that well, in somebody else's picture. Yeah. And <laughs> Are you saying that's something like that? <laughs> Yeah, something like that occurs in the book. So they do kind of outline that. Um, yeah, it's just. Yeah, at least before, unless you're going into deepest Alaska, you're probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way, way before, you know, before we had all this stuff, you could pretty much you could just go mm-hmm. across the country and no one would know. But now yeah. it's like unless you go to some weird remote island, you are probably oh. going to get discovered at some point. Yeah, well, and then the characters in this book, Claire, her husband has a lot of power, um, you know, so it's hard to escape from him. And then Ava is trying to escape from a drug syndicate, you know, or organization. So there's there's a lot, you know, it's not an easy. Yeah, they got the resources, right? Yeah, (laughs) both of those women have deep issues that they are, are going through and. So, yeah, there's just a lot of elements that make it interesting with both the characters. and cool. <laughs> That wrap it up for another 
episode. I guess I was going to say like week, but I'm like, it's bi week. Another week. <laughs> Wraps up another episode. Yeah. Find out what happens on the next Batman. <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. What will they read next? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We hope you heard something that you are interested in reading. Stay tuned to the library social media and our website for more great content, including book recommendations. And stay tuned for our next episode, because we still need to talk about books.